This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Mount Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello and welcome to Saver, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about prosciutto de Parma fraud. Yes. Um... And it's a fun one, uh, but it already, so we chose this in part because of hijinks, and funnily <laughs> enough, it involved some hijinks. It involved more <laughs> accidental hijinks. Well, okay, so if, if you're listening the day that it is hopefully coming out, um, it is uh, it is April 1st, aka mm-hmm. April Fool's Day, so happy April Fool's Day. I hate April Fool's Day. Um, uh, but <laughs> to me, it feels like... Like you got your hands up in this defensive me- <laughs> manner, and all these like internet articles are coming at me, and I'm like, "You're like or false, whop, whop. yeah, get away, yeah." And then like I usually last year I thought there was it was false, the Knives Out sequel on Netflix I thought was an April Fool's prank because they <laughs> announced it on April <laughs> Fools. So that's that's my that's my existence on April Fool's Day. It's just like. What is real? <laughs> right? Right? It's yes. like 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 the fabric of reality becomes unfabriced. <laughs> yes. It does. It does. Um, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, so okay, so so we were thinking about what we did not do. We had discussed and what we did not do is uh do an episode not about food at all. Mm-hmm. Um but just us, you know, having a prolonged Annie and Lauren sidebar. Uh mm-hmm. 
which, you know, and like kind of never acknowledging it. Yes. Like doing it in the same format. Yeah. Never mentioning that we were not talking about food. I think yeah. Star Wars was in the running. We were just going to have a yeah, Star or like Wars conversation. D&D or something. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but we we did not do that. And so instead I was like, okay, well, what can we – maybe like food fraud. That would be fun. Um, and so I was kind of looking into some of the um, most well-known cases of food fraud because we've done food heists before. We have. Mm-hmm. Um, but food fraud is, is is a whole separate category, and um, and a lot of them a lot of them involve people uh, getting like horribly poisoned um, by yeah. by bad food, and that was not the lighthearted <laughs> episode I was looking to do. <laughs> right, <laughs> but I fell upon a prosciutto fraud, um, and. Very, very frequently, if there's a word that I don't enjoy trying to spell, I'll mm-hmm. use a different term. Mm-hmm. And so prosciutto de Parma, um, which is prosciutto from the Parma region, um, is also called Parma ham. So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, Annie, do you want to do an episode about Parma ham fraud? Mm-hmm. And I typed that in, saw that there was a lot of articles and said, absolutely, yes, let's do it. I'm into it. And then uh, proceeded to do research on a thing that I believed I knew nothing about. I had no idea what Parma ham was. I thought it was a Wellington situation (laughs) for a very long time. Uh, Uh, uh uh And then I eventually was like, oh, okay, it's kind of a cured salted meat thing. And then after I'd done a lot of a lot of the research already, I was like, oh, wait, I see. <laughs> um, so sorry, Annie, about that accidental April Fools. You got me. You know, we're in the spirit. We're in the spirit of this holiday. You, you really got me. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. No, it's all good. It was so funny though, because I was like, I have no idea what this is, and there's so much fraud with it. What could it be? <laughs> Yeah, like, how is it so big? Like, what's going on here? How have I never heard of it? Mm-hmm. 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 And the other runner-up was Parmesan. So I was like, if the, it's in the same level of Parmesan, which I know, I mean, I frequently run across in my life. Sure. I'm. How could I not know what this is? <laughs> Turns out I do. You, I just you do. don't know it by that name. Yeah. <laughs> Spelling strikes again. <laughs> Usually, mm. usually. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, this is largely not an episode about prosciutto. Right. Um, mm. I mean, I do love prosciutto, though. Oh, I do, too. Although this research has me wondering. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah. And also, I'm like, I'm like, have I ever had actual Parma prosciutto? Like, is that a thing that I've consumed? I'm not a hundred percent sure, especially due to some of these some of these issues. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's always something under the name of prosciutto is almost always on my cheese board when I do cheese giving. But yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? A lot of people don't, and uh, and that I suppose brings us to our question. I guess it does. <laughs> um, prosciutto de Parma fraud? <laughs> what is it? 
Uh, well, um, okay, yes. This is not an episode about ham. It's not no. an episode about prosciutto crudo style ham. It's not even really about prosciutto di Parma. But, right, rather about fraud surrounding prosciutto di Parma. Nonetheless, let's let's break some of this down, okay? Yes. Ham, of course, is the um, catch-all term for preserved pork products. Prosciutto means ham in Italian. In English, it's come to be used specifically for what they would call in Italian uh, prosciutto crudo, which is a type of dry-cured ham uh, that's neither cooked nor smoked. Um, it, it's, a, it's a leg of pork that's just salt-cured, uh, then washed and hung to dry, usually for quite a while, over a year. Um, it's usually served in very thin slices, like paper-thin, translucent, um, often as an appetizer, uh, sometimes wrapped around a piece of, like, melon, um, or it can be a topping for pastas or pizzas or sandwiches. It can be wrapped around other meats and then cooked, um, etc. It's tender and salty and nutty and fatty and has, like, a tiny bit of chew but almost melts in your mouth. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Prosciutto di Parma means ham of Parma. Um, it's prosciutto crudo that comes from Parma, which is a province and a city in northern Italy that is famous for its prosciutto crudo um, and for another food product, Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese. Um, the two industries co-developed over time, and the pigs destined for Parma ham are often fed diets supplemented with the whey left over from when Parmesan cheese is made. Okay. Um, there are also a number of other things about the um, the terroir or uh, like the entire microclimate, really, of Parma that are considered to contribute to the prosciutto that's made there. Okay. Now, under European Union law, prosciutto di Parma is a protected denomination of origin which means that to earn the right to label your product as such, it has to meet a number of production and quality standards. You start with the pigs. Um, They have to be one of three breeds. They have to be born and raised in one of ten particular regions in Italy, fed on a particular diet, grown to a particular age and weight minimum, um, slaughtered at a certified butcher. The cuts to be used are carefully selected for size and quality. They have to be salted and rested in this particular way for a particular number of days. They're shaped by being beaten with wooden bats. They're sealed on the cut end with this salt, pepper, pork fat rub, and then matured in these aging cellars that meet particular specifications for a specific amount of time. It's nine intricate steps in all. Um, When they're done, the Consortium of Prosciutto di Parma sends an inspector who takes, they take this long needle that's made of horse bone. What? And they pierce the ham in five places and then smell the needle each time for any signs of spoilage or of it not being aged enough yet or of it not being uniformly matured. Wow. The Consortium of Prosciutto di Parma sends an inspector... (laughs) With a with a horse, horse bone, bone needle. needle to smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! What a job! Uh, right? What a job. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Oh. So, the <laughs> the, if if this inspector gives you the all clear, um, then and only then can you brand your ham with the Parma PDO symbol. 
um, which is this this oval that has the word Parma inside it and has a five pointed crown on the top of the oval. Okay, um, <laughs> this brand is produced with a metal fire branding machine. Um, uh, the consortium produces a new set of of brands every two years with a different tiny flaw in the design somewhere that experts can look for to tell a counterfeit ham from a real one. They furthermore send a fresh set of these brands uh, to producers every three months to make sure that the design stays sharp. Wow. Dang. <laughs> right? Oh, wow. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> I love this. I love all of this. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, and I'll note here that like okay, prosciutto is not a protected word. Um, and depending on the, the the labeling laws in your area, you can call any dry cured ham of this style prosciutto. The De Parma part is what's specific. Um, and there are other protected origins and production processes of prosciutto around Italy, um, but De Parma is the most well known. Add a note to the note, um, of course, because this is an agricultural product, there's still variation in a prosciutto de Parma from producer to producer and even from ham to ham. Um, the, the PDO is a set of minimum quality requirements. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, <laughs> what about the nutrition? Um, don't eat fraud. I feel like I have, though. <laughs> <laughs> in my life without knowing. <laughs> you might have eaten something fraudulent. Um, I don't think you ate fraud unless that's a very like phantom toll booth kind of thing. Like you can't, mm. yeah. Oh, I loved that book. You know, for some reason what comes to mind, and this is such a like spoiled child uh, point of view, but my mom, I found out she'd been lying to me that we weren't eating Fruit Loops. We were eating something else, and she oh. just called them Fruit Loops, and I was outraged. Wow! <laughs> I feel like that's eating fraud. There's eating of the fraudulent <laughs> Fruit Loops, but also fraud was being fed. You yeah, know, fraud was being served up, and you swallowed it. I yeah, did. yeah. And actually, huh. the the non Fruit Loop ones I think tasted better, but in that child way, <laughs> no. You're like I was promised Toucan Sam. <laughs> I will stand for nothing less. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Well, uh, we do have some numbers for you on this one. Gosh, we do. Yes. So from Politico, quote, Italy had 22% of the EU's geographical indications on food in 2010, which accounted for 38% of the bloc's total sales of GI products. So Italy is a big player Mm -hmm. in this. Um, Another number from that same article, geographically protected items sell for twice as much as the next competitor and sales of Parma ham are, (laughs) because I never changed it. I was just like, I'll fix it later. (laughs) And I never did. So Parma ham, prosciutto de Parma, uh, generate about 750 million euros a year. That's a little under $900 million. Yes. Over 79 million packs were produced in 2015, and the UK is the largest buyer of pre-sliced packs. So, yes, it is a big business, and as such, attracts a lot of fraud. According to one article I read, food fraud cost Italy's economy billions. 
Um, that same source cited a number from the Italian fraud squad, which is a thing. It, which is a thing. <laughs> yes. Asserting that in 2014, the value of seizures in the fraudulent meat market amounted to 143.7 million euros. Um, one estimate suggests that right now about two out of three ham products sold in Italy come from Dutch, French, German, or Spanish pigs, which again, going back to that to like formal definition, mm-hmm. doesn't count. Mm-hmm. The consortium pays about $750,000 US dollars in legal fees a year to protect their product. Um, and this really is a huge deal. Of the 8 million pigs raised in Italy each year, 70% of their meat goes to one or more of the 36 cured meats with the much sought-after EU certified quality uh, and those region labels. Um, these meats contribute about 20 billion euros to the Italian economy annually. Hoofta. So, yeah, big deal. Big yeah. Deal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, As is the and, fraud. And, <laughs> <laughs> and this this also did make me really 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 want to do uh, like a wider prosciutto episode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um for, forthcoming at some point. Yes, at some point. But in the meantime, we've got plenty of ground to cover when it comes to just the fraud aspect. <laughs> yes, and we are going to get into that history as soon as we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. 
you have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, first things first, there is a long history of food fraud. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we've talked about several cases, um, perhaps not specifically like this one, but like in Cheddar. Right. uh, We talked about it. So, we've touched on a few examples in past episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, There also is a long history of uh, Parma ham or kind of like salted or cured and or cured ham. Um, But, yeah, we're not going to go into that too deeply today. Um, We're honing in specifically on the fraud. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But just for some context, uh, Cato the Elder wrote about air-cured hams he tasted in Parma and their extraordinary flavor in 234 BCE. So, long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. The product has been around for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Skipping pretty far ahead. um, Yes. Italy established its system of uh, denomination of controlled origin, or DOC, in 1963. Um, and this was part of a larger effort around Europe at the time to establish a, uh, a framework for the international economy and to help businesses thrive. Um, uh, the, the European Economic Community was formed just a few years earlier. Italy based their DOC laws on the French AOC. And yeah, the idea was to specify quality standards for food and drink products, um, including how and where they're made and how to label them. It's it's part marketing, part like preservation of traditional methods of production, and part protection for these for these hardworking producers to not have their their time and care and and profits undercut by by any old anybody who decides to stamp Parma on a ham. That same year, uh, 1963, the Consortium of Prosciutto de Parma formed an an independent collective of 23 local producers who, um, seeing all this happening, wanted to set down their own ground rules. This was a voluntary formation. Um, The first DOC laws regarding Prosciutto de Parma were passed in Italy in 1970. In 1978, the government officially charged the consortium with controlling their product. In 1991, the consortium added to their uh, to their to their brand um, that that Parma Crown brand, yeah, a mark with the initials of the production plant, so that you have more um, more specific evidence of of where uh, a product came from, a ham came from. Um, mm-hmm. The DOC system got wrapped into the European Union's Protected Denomination of Origin, or PDO, system in 1996. And that brings us to the laws as they currently stand and and, and the fraud that occurs under them. Yes, indeed. Because the geographical designation is huge in terms of protecting a product's identity, the place of origin, the producer's. And as mentioned, in boosting profits, uh, I like that you said it's also a marketing thing. But also for consumers, if you're going to pay the sort of premium price for something, you want to know, okay, this is the real deal. Yeah. 
Right. Um, so the organizations in charge of these designations, including those of Prosciutto de Parma, have had some success in shutting down producers not adhering to these guidelines that we've laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, in 2003, the consortium behind Prosciutto de Parma successfully won a case against a UK supermarket um, selling this product that was not sliced in an approved region in Italy, as per the established <laughs> EU standards. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, so specific. It is. No, it's great, though. I Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, other cases have been outright shocking in the magnitude of fraud going on in this Prosciutto de Parma world. And for, like, how long it's been going on. Yeah. Yes. So in 2017, investigators started looking into what was going on in the Prosciutto de Parma world, specifically in Italy. Um, Prosecutors discovered that breeders and slaughterhouse owners in Italy were skirting the Prosciutto de Parma rules by importing high-quality pig sperm from outside in order to breed leaner breeds of pigs for Prosciutto de Parma in order to get more meat out of each pig and increase profits. So just like sit take all take all of that in. <laughs> yeah, they were illegally importing. <laughs> yeah, pig sperm. Pig sperm in order mm-hmm. to uh, to tweak their stock. Yes, and this of course was in direct defiance to the rules set up around prosciutto de Parma, um, decreeing that pigs used for this product had to be male pigs of an entirely Italian bloodline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. In 2017, Italy's food specialist police, which also, yes, exist, uh, sent dozens of officers to investigate 30 farms and slaughterhouses in northern Italy, and they collected hundreds of DNA samples from the pigs used for this ham. The investigators suspected that the pig stock had been inseminated with genetically enhanced semen from the Danish Durek pig, which is, yes, a pig not from one of the Italian regions that the raw material for Prosciutto de Parma must originate, according to these established rules. All right. Um, And another thing I didn't know exist. uh, In March of the same year, the Danish Pig Research Center, which is a renowned research center specializing in pig genetics, contacted Italian officials about their concerns around the fraud and how it might be related to sperm supplied from an Italian firm. Like, can you imagine this email? Like, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Hope this email finds you well. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This might sound strange, but... (laughs) Um, And actually, the Italian authorities in question responded with, quote, the investigation didn't involve any public health concerns. Uh, And this is in according to the Danish officials uh, who also proclaimed that they would speak out against, quote, any business that misuses our brand and or doesn't operate within the law. So this Danish (laughs) people at this pig research center, this Danish pig research center sent this email. According to them, the response they got back from Italian authorities was like, no, it's fine. Uh, and they said, well, they said, we're not going to. They said, well, it's not fine and we're not going to allow it. Uh, right. <laughs> we yeah. have dignity. <laughs> yeah. It was this huge kerfuffle, though. Um, and um, and like kind of like called into question the um, the veracity of the entire labeling system in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, and it gets worse because as a part of this whole thing, animal rights groups snuck into a farm in northern Italy that produced prosciutto di Parma um, and other hams, like related similar meats. And they placed cameras and secretly recorded inside this farm for six months. They gathered all of this evidence of how terribly the pigs were being treated to produce a meat that they were selling as high quality with sort of that understanding that the pigs that went into it were taking well care of that yeah. they were fed well and then yeah. selling it at that higher price sure. with that understanding yes um and this is not the only case of fraud when it comes to prosciutto de parma uh stepping back a bit to 2015 when authorities raided an italian bunker uh, that was filled with polish ham that was being repackaged and labeled with counterfeit labels from italian companies including prosciutto de parma huh during the raid, the police confiscated all kinds of products as evidence, including fridges, knives, and hairnets. And stepping back even further, in 2007, more than 1,000 hams were seized in Italian warehouses and stores across the country, and authorities suspected that many others had been sent to deboning plants in other countries to be labeled as DOP to get this label um, of origin, of protected origin, yeah. uh, when they were not, when they were fact, not. And prosciutto de Parma being a part of that whole thing. Yeah. Um, fo following um, all of these all of these scandals, and specifically the the, the genetic scandal, um, in 2019, the consortium updated their guidelines for prosciutto de Parma production um, with. Uh, with some, with some, with just some general stuff about the product, uh, like like longer minimum maturation periods, um, a little bit of elbow room for new technologies in production, um, especially with an eye towards sustainability measures. Um, also, they made it mandatory to take genetic samples of the male pigs in the production system for Parma prosciutto, so that they can do paternity tests to help track fraud. Oh my gosh. This is like <laughs> This is like... <laughs> Mari <laughs> for pigs? Yes. Yes. Oh wow. I wow. um I really like I, okay, like like fraud fraud is very serious. Like people's yes. livelihoods are at stake. Also, this is precisely the kind of true crime story that I find irresistibly delicious. I, this is so fun to read about. I'm like, oh, heck. Y'all have yeah. ham police. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The ham police. Um, I think I made this joke earlier because I was telling somebody about how you kind of semi-accidentally pranked me. <laughs> and I made an offhanded joke about like it's all hams on deck. Oh, I think, oh no! I think like we're already giving this food fraud true crime show a lot of material. Um, yeah. So I uh, I'm just saying we're we're waiting. We've you know done our part. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I'm happy. I'd be happy to see it. Also, like, it's very, it's always fun to think about somebody. Because I, I don't know if you encounter this. I imagine you do. But a lot of times when I tell people what I do, there's still that air of, like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh -huh. ham police. 
<laughs> maybe not. Maybe not in Italy. Like, listeners, let us know. But to me, that seems like a job that if I heard somebody did it, I'd be like, you've got to explain more. I'm You'd be level. like, I'm going to need <laughs> I'm going to need you to break that down for me. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, right. No, absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And well, I I guess, I guess like, like I'm definitely in my personal life, aside from this kind of reading, I'm pretty far removed from the, uh, daily necessities of agriculture. Um, and you know, which is part of why I love doing the show because I think it's really important for us all to, um, to, to have in the back of our minds when we're eating, um, uh, and, and buying the food that we are going to eat. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Also with podcasting, though, like I, I have to explain it to like myself every day. Like I'm like, this is a very confusing thing that we do. <laughs> I'll be yeah. having like a serious life conversation with my roommates and then I'm just like, OK, well, I really need to go research mangoes. So <laughs> we'll have to put this. <laughs> I need to look into these pigs' paternity tests. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna need to read about some carbon nanotubes being applied to spinach leaves. So <laughs> to send I'll be, emails, I'll, obviously. <laughs> yeah, for email purposes. So I'm gonna be back with you in a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> People are giving us a side eye, like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, for reals though. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Also, there's there's definitely a like pig. I am not your father joke in here. Oh, uh, oh no, oh yeah. I'm sure is. it's been made. It's not original ground, but I feel like it had to be said. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. no, thank, thanks, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I I'm looking out for everybody. Is ultimately my goal <laughs> when it comes to puns and Star Wars and Star Wars puns, particularly. Oh. <laughs> We really are. We really are all looking out for each other. Um, yeah. uh, oh, oh, heck. Okay, I didn't work this in naturally into the conversation, but I wanted to specify before, I, and I think this is the last thing we have to say about uh, Parma prosciutto fraud. Um, <laughs> the, the 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 reason that they use that horse bone needle, <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't say earlier. The reason they use it is because it's a very porous material. Um, and so it uh, it absorbs, or I guess adsorbs, if you're being technical about it, um, uh, scent compounds very quickly, and then releases them very quickly. So you can work with it in a rapid manner to get these scent tests from the different sections of the ham. Which is fascinating, and also, as I told Lauren earlier, like how did someone arrive at this? <laughs> I it I know <laughs> the perfect solution. <laughs> Horsebone needle. Ah <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Because it's it sounds like Kramer had to have slid into the room mm. <laughs> to de- mm-hmm. to deliver this proposal. <laughs> it does. It does. Oh, Seinfeld reference. I love it. <laughs> um, yes, but that is why we are not. We are not the ones. No. No, uh, we, I am, yeah, I'm not creative enough nor metal enough to have proposed this for. <laughs> I feel like you've, you've got some creative solutions. I think between us, you know, maybe not okay. horse bone level. Yeah. But I've definitely done some things that were I feel like pretty creative. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've definitely done some things. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's all we need to say. (laughs) Yes. Um, yes. Well, okay. That is what we have to say about prosciutto de Parma fraud. Um, but we do have some listener mail for you. We do. And we'll get into that after one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursion? Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at San Diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with... Isn't that the, like, CSI, like... No, it's NCIS. How <laughs> <Now> it goes? <laughs> I am not sure. Okay. Well, well, I'll take it. I'll accept that it is. I feel like it's a running joke whenever you do the, like, jackpot, and you put the sunglasses on, and it's nighttime, then they cut to that sound. 
So okay. listeners, let us know. Maybe I'm way off, but I, it's at least a running joke in my world that doesn't involve actually watching. Watching that show? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. I'm only vaguely aware through references on other shows to that show that that's a thing. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, this is very important information, listeners. So. This is. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. I would love to get a, a some mail about that. <laughs> How okay. close did we get it? Yeah. Look, that Supernatural segment was really funny, okay? It was excellent. <laughs> so good. That whole episode is so good. It is. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so this one's going to be more fun with pronunciation, but I'm going to give it a go. Okay. Okay. Uh, Neve wrote... Thanks for that really interesting episode about black pudding. Black and white pudding continue to be really popular here in Ireland, but in the last couple of years here, alternatives to the traditional black and white puddings have become more widely available, including gluten-free and vegan options in addition to the traditional blood puddings. However, the more interesting version of blood pudding is from my home city, Cork, Ireland, which has a hyper-local, very traditional kind of disappearing variant called drusheen in addition to the standard black pudding. Um, and Neve was very helpful and gave a pronunciation note. I hope that I managed it somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Neve continues. I haven't had drusheen since I was little. The texture is very different to black pudding. The recipe includes milk slash cream, and it's a lot more jelly-like than the crumbly black hmm. pudding people are used to. Drusheen is now only produced by one very specialized butcher who has had a stall in the city market since the early 1900s, specializing in tripe, cow stomach, and drusheen. I remember going into town on weekends in the 1980s with my mother and going to that stall in the market, the same stall her mother went to. The little stall still looks the same with its big old-fashioned hanging weighing scales and continues to trade through changing times and through COVID. The current owner was quoted in a local newspaper at the end of 2021 talking about his family's legacy as, quote, one of the oldest and most idiosyncratic cultural food legacies in the city. Quote, there's not much to dressing, really. It's just blood and salt mixed together in a casing. Making dressing is more of an art than a recipe. I make it myself. I'm the only fella in the world making dressing, I'd say. I do <laughs> feel a responsibility to keep making it because I like to keep the family tradition going. We've been renowned in Cork for it for so long. So, yes, it is important for me to keep it going as long as I can. Oh, I love so much of this. I love, we love hyper-local things. We've talked about yeah, that before. Yeah, uh-huh. I love this idea that you went with your mother to that stall and your mother presumably went with her mother to that stall. That It's kind of this family tradition. Yeah. As the owner is talking about, like, they've been there so long and we want to keep this tradition going. And it is important for people to come and try this thing where they can't get it anywhere else. And yeah. you have these kind of memories and connections. I love that. Yeah. And then, right, the, the, the not only nostalgia, but, right, that sense of time that you get. Mm-hmm. And, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> All through sausage. Yes, and I hope I didn't butcher ah the pronunciation too terribly. <laughs> yeah, I know I was kind of switching back and forth between some of them, but yes, here's hoping. Uh solid, solid, solid attempt at any rate. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Megan wrote. Uh, My friend introduced me to the Saver podcast about a year ago, and I've been working my way through each episode in order since. Your show brings me great joy when driving, working out, baking, and cleaning my aquarium. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's when Mm -hmm. I listen to podcasts. Anyway, um, (laughs) they continue. Um, Plus, it provides me with plenty of fun facts to share with the executive chef and sous chef at work. 
my boyfriend and I were very excited to see that you had a bagel episode, as he's a personal trainer, and one of his clients just so happens to be Marvin Lender. Yes, that Lender. I was just thrilled to hear that the name appeared in the bagel episode. Him and his wife are very sweet and, surprisingly, do not eat as many bagels as you would think. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Oh, that is, that's always fascinating. I'm, yeah. I'm so tickled every single time that we learn that these brand names were, yeah, like some, some dude at some point. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting to hear these connections that, yeah. again, you listeners are so, so cool um, yeah. that oh, you have heck. these. But I love that the guy doesn't really eat that many bagels. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, though. You know, sometimes, if you, especially, like, I went through this period where, not that I'm on the same level, but I was making <laughs> these one type of cookies over and over again because everybody loved them. Uh-huh. And I loved them, too. They're really amazing. And now I'm like, every time somebody requests them, it's the, the chore not to roll my eyes. And like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just because they're kind of a pain. And then, yeah, I'm probably going to eat too many of them. And I'm going to taste the batter. And then I'm going to feel my stomach's going to be all twisted up and mad that yeah. I ate so much sugar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I find that with baking specifically, um, by the time I'm done producing a baked good, I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. It's pretty rare. Like, sometimes I want, like, a little taste, and then that is it. I'm like, yeah. take it. I don't want this in my orbit anymore. Yeah. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to look at it. <laughs> right? Get it out of my life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. <laughs> so we get it. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Glad to hear they're, they're very nice, though. That's yes. Great. Oh, goodness. Always. Yes. Um, well, thanks to both of these listeners for writing. If you would like to write to us, we would love to hear from you. Um, our email is hello at saverpod.com. We are also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our handle at all three places is at SaverPod. And yes, we do hope to hear from you. Um, Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.